Welcome to another glorious episode of Paranormally Speaking with Neil Parks. I'm your host. Hope that you're having a great week so far. Got a lot of cool information to cover on this week's episode. So just hang tight, sit back, and enjoy the ride. Lo and behold, current events. The new American religion of UFOs. Belief in aliens is like faith in religion and may come to replace it, according to some. Last week, the New York Times published a viral article about reports of UFOs off the coast in 2014 and 2015 and included an interview with five Navy pilots who witnessed and in some cases recorded mysterious flying objects with no visible engine or infrared exhaust plumes that appeared to reach 30,000 feet and hypersonic speeds. No one is quite sure what they saw, but the sightings are striking and they're part of a growing fascination with the possibility of intelligent alien life. According to Diana Pascula, a professor at the University of North Carolina and author of the new book, American Cosmic, belief in UFOs and extraterrestrials is becoming a kind of religion, she says. And it isn't nearly as fringe as you might think. More than half of American adults and over 60% of young Americans believe in intelligent extraterrestrial life. This tracks pretty closely with the belief in God, she says. And if Pascula is right, that's not an accident. Her book isn't so much about the truth of UFOs or aliens. It is about what the appeal of belief in those things says about our culture and the shifting roles of religion and technology in it. On the surface, it's a book about the popularity of belief in aliens, but it's really a deep look at how myths and religions are created in the first place and how human beings deal with unexplainable experiences. A lightly edited transcript of the conversation with Pascula follows. Uh, You describe belief in UFOs and aliens as the latest manifestation of a very old impulse, a religious impulse. What is it about extraterrestrials that captivates so many people? Pascula goes on to say, One way we can make sense of this by using a very old but functional definition of religion as simply the belief in non-human and supernatural intelligent beings that often descend from the sky. There are many definitions of religion, but this one is pretty standard. There is another distinction about belief in non-human extraterrestrial intelligence or UFO inhabitants that makes it distinct from the types of religions with which we are most familiar. Um, A historian of Catholicism, for instance, would say uh, what they find when they interact with people in Catholic communities is that they have faith that Jesus walked on water and that the Virgin Mary uh, apparitions were true. But there's some uh, something very different about the UFO narrative. Here we have people who are actual scientists like Ellen Stolfen, the former chief scientist at NASA. Uh, they are uh, This person's willing to go on TV and basically make announcements like, we are going to find extraterrestrial life. Now she's not exactly uh, talking about the intelligent extraterrestrial life, but that's not how many people interpret her anyway. She says that they're going to find life. They're going to find inhabitable planets and things like that. But So that gives this type of religious religiosity a far more powerful bite than the traditional religions, which are based on faith and things unseen and unfound. But the belief that UFOs and aliens are 
potentially true and could potentially be proven, makes this a uniquely powerful narrative for the people who believe in it. It is fair to call this new form of religion, uh, a religion I, I would say so. Uh, there are two incredible modern scientists, such as Alan Hynek and Joaquiz Valil, who reviewed the idea. Hynek passed away in 1986, but he actually, uh, the star character in the History Channel show Project Blue Book. Valil is still here, and he is an astronomer and a computer scientist who worked on Arpanet, which was a military precursor to the Internet. Basically, Hynek and Valil called themselves the Invisible College. Once they started to believe the things they were investigating were somehow either extraterrestrial or interdimensional, they were part of a group of scientists that were known to each other but were not known to the general public who quietly pursued the research of their own time. So once uh, you start engaging with uh, these scientists who are doing this type of work, who believe in the reality of extraterrestrial intelligence, who believe they were reverse engineering technology from what they insisted was alien aircraft, it, it would be stunning for all of us to bear witness to this and probably cause some sort of a cataclysmic event where people are often shooting each other religions are battling other religions for supremacy and if we all of a sudden have a mothership appear out of the sky out of nowhere you're going to have all of these gun crazy americans or those from other countries that are gun crazy uh, popping off rounds at the unknown and possibly creating an interstellar war that's something that we don't really need to see in our lifetime or any lifetime for that matter Pentagon's secret UFO program has some strange stories to tell. The former leader of the U.S. government's top secret UFO program has some strange stories to tell, and he is sharing some of them for the first time in a new documentary. Intelligence officer Louis Elizondo served as the former director of the Pentagon's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, AATIP, an initiative launched in 2007 to study reports of UFO encounters. Elizondo departed the Pentagon in 2017. That year, he spoke with reporters at the New York Times confirming the existence of the shadowy agency and describing its mission. Now, Elizondo is pulling back the curtain on his tenure with the AATIP, which he left because of a lackluster official response to the agency's findings and their unwillingness to address potential risks from UFOs, according to the new show, Undefined Inside America's UFO Investigation, which premiered on May 31st on the History Channel at 10 p.m. No, there isn't a big reveal that the UFOs were alien spacecraft all along, but delving into long-hidden accounts of UFO investigations will hopefully encourage people and authorities to overcome long-standing stigmas and talk more openly about these mysterious aircraft, some of which may pose a bigger threat than we realize, Elizondo told Live Science. UFOs have perplexed and fascinated people for decades. They also pose a unique challenge to federal agents trying to determine if they represent a threat to national security. Before AATIP, the U.S. Air Force had launched Project Blue Book, which investigated more than 12,000 purported UFO sightings from 1952 to 1969. During Elzondo's tenure at AATIP, observers reported UFOs flying at hypersonic speeds more than five times the speed of sound. 
yet there were none of the signatures that usually accompany aircraft flying at such fantastic speeds, such as a sonic boom, he said. The UFOs were also unexpectedly mobile traveling so fast that they would have experienced gravitational forces or G-forces that far exceeded the limits of endurance for both humans and aircrafts. The F-16 Fighting Falcon aircraft, one of the most maneuverable in the U.S. arsenal, reaches its limit at around 16 to 18 Gs, while the human body can withstand about 9 Gs for a very short time before a person would start to black out, Elzondo said. These things that were observed that they were observing were pulling 400 to 500 Gs, he said. They don't have engines or even wings, and they are able to seemingly defy the natural effects of Earth's gravitational pull and what we know about physics. Some of the UFO sightings reported to AATIP were eventually resolved as aerial drones or test firings of new types of missiles that were spotted from an unusual angle. But while many astonishing UFOs still defied explanation, there simply isn't enough evidence to suggest they belong to extraterrestrials, Alzando added. However, another possibility is even more unsettling than the prospect of an alien invasion, that a foreign adversary has secretly developed technologies that are strategic game-changers, unlike anything ever seen before, he said. Addressing the potential threat is an unnecessary step that government officials, even those that support AATIP, don't take seriously enough, according to Elizondo. What's more, the entrenched secrecy shrouding Official UFO investigations only reinforces the association of UFOs with tinfoil hats and ridiculous stories. We trust the American people to know that North Korea has nuclear warheads pointed at Los Angeles. Yet we don't trust them with the knowledge that there's something in our skies that we don't know what it is. That seems counterproductive to me, Alzando noted. Roswell UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Good evening. This is Neil Parks, award-winning author and world-renowned paranormal researcher. I'm about to read to you a story from my second book, Haunted Chillicothe. The story is about Elizabeth's grave. The legend of Elizabeth's grave has played a major part in the mystery and whispers of legend and lore in this area for many generations. The stories that come from there are terrifying. The rumors are similar from person to person, and the history holds no real validity. So many accounts have been relayed to me through the years, and I approach each case with an open mind and a sense of skepticism. The area in which these hauntings take place is in a wildlife reserve off Egypt Pike Road. There is a long dirt road that will lead you to where an old cemetery rests to your left. 
the location has been vandalized time and time again by local hooligans, which has left a majority of the tombstones in disarray and not placed where they should be. This is an area which is said by many to have been sacred ground among the Native Americans that used to live here. One of the many stories that I have been told pertains to a group of teens that attempted to spend the night in the old graveyard. Their accounts stated that they were sitting in lawn chairs and a cool breeze blew through the area. A frightening calm hovered above them and within a few seconds, the sound of growling and the gnashing of teeth and the vibration of what sounded like hundreds of feet stomping through the woods was headed in their direction. Without so much as a second thought, the teens grabbed their gear, left the chairs, and fled from the campsite, completely consumed with fear. In the taillights of their vehicle, they claimed to have seen huge red glowing eyes. There are many people who have claimed that they arrive at the site and shut off their vehicles. Then they will not start up again. Some people have reported seeing red glowing eyes protruding from the woods, lurking in the field, or peering from behind the tree where Elizabeth supposedly hanged until she died. I had an unfortunate experience many years ago while I was following up on a UFO sighting in the area. I was walking around the old cemetery location and had the beam of my flashlight panning across the heavily wooded backdrop. This is the area where dozens of tombstones lie scattered about. The sight of total disrespect for the dead saddened me, and what happened next took the breath from my very lungs. The beam of my flashlight exposed what appeared to be a Bigfoot creature. I took three huge steps back before I was able to breathe again. I almost ran back to my vehicle before realizing that it was only a man-made beast. In the darkness of night, along an overgrown tree line, the fake Bigfoot looked very real. It turns out one of the local high schools does this every year as a prank. There are still so many unanswered questions and different versions of the story and hundreds of people reporting weird phenomenon in this area that I had to launch a full-scale investigation into the legend of Elizabeth's grave. On October 21st, 2006, while I was taking part in a paranormal investigation with the South Central Ohio Paranormal Society, we attempted to shed some light on the history and folklore that surrounds the area within Elizabeth's grave. There are so many stories that have been floating around about this area. The stories pertain to her grave and the mystery behind who Elizabeth was, where she came from, where she went, and what exactly happened to her. Upon our arrival, we ran into a young couple at the site seeking the same answers. They were from the area, However, they had only stopped by once before. They had actually made this night their second encounter in search of this mysterious grave. Their names were Andrew and Victoria. They were there the night before as well. The first time, they were joined by two of Victoria's friends. 
Their story was indeed strange. According to Victoria, a possible residual apparition of Elizabeth herself may have touched her. She said, while I was walking to the right side of my group, I was at a distance of no more than two people away from them. My group just happened to be to my left when I felt something grab me and pull me further from my friends. I froze for a moment so I could gather myself. I realized that the only other people in the area besides me were to my left, Victoria stated. She continued, I was motionless and still. It was only a few moments before I actually brought up the experience with the others in my group. When they were made aware of this, they bore witness to a phenomenon unlike anything that they could have ever imagined, Andrew added. Everything around us grew quiet except the sound of tree limbs snapping and a silent whisper coming from that oak tree to the right. It sits next to a natural pathway by the cemetery. Andrew explained to us how they were made aware of this supernatural hotspot. They discovered the location through the website ForgottenOhio.com. The site seems to be a popular resource for local Scoobies. Andrew also informed us of some excellent haunted hotspots in and around the Dayton, Ohio area. His information and their accounts were most helpful. The stories and legends surrounding the mystery of Elizabeth were similar through their statements and understanding to pertaining to their experiences. The legend according to what they've heard or read revolves around the idea that Elizabeth was a witch and frightened local zealots murdered her. She allegedly haunts the woods in and around this cemetery. She is supposed to be buried to the right of the oak tree that she was hung from. However, there are no written records pertaining to her living as a witch or dying as a result of witchcraft. There is a headstone bearing the name Elizabeth that rests in the basement of the Archives Building in the historical downtown district of Chillicothe, Ohio. It remains there in order to protect it from vandals. It is believed to be the real headstone from the actual Elizabeth herself. Elizabeth and her mother were said to have fled from Salem, Massachusetts in 1692 for the crimes of witchcraft. Elizabeth was supposed to have been 20 at the time of her death in 1712. Elizabeth was only an infant when her mother fled with her from Salem. They were said to be seeking refuge as far from the madness as possible. The two of them took path through the area that went through what would later become known as the Erie Canal. Elizabeth and her mother found a vacant house in the woods, no more than 300 feet from where the cemetery now rests. Elizabeth's mother was said to have befriended a local farmer. The farmer's first wife died in childbirth. The farmer took Elizabeth's mother as his wife after a long courtship. Elizabeth's mother never told her new husband about her supernatural abilities or where she came from. However, as Elizabeth grew into a young woman, it became evident to everyone in the area that both Elizabeth and her mother possessed special abilities. This discovery led to their death by the hands of paranoid, angry people. With torches and pitchforks, the locals headed to the house that Elizabeth's mother made into a home for them. 
Later that evening, when we finished our investigation by speaking briefly with another group of spooky enthusiasts who were there looking for the same answers, the group traveled well over an hour to visit this spot, and they too found out about it through the same website. In the end, our research showed that while we were in the far left side of this area, we noticed that there were several dozen broken headstones and grave markers. One of those headstones displayed the name Elizabeth. It showed the date of death being 1932. We noticed heavy drops in energy from the readings on our electromagnetic pulse meters. The further we got from the area, the more severe the jump in electromagnetic energy occurred. The meter stayed calm for the most part. However, there were significant drops in magnetic energy while we were standing near the oak tree with Andrew and Victoria. After almost an hour of calm silence, the wind started to pick up and a phantom aroma filled the air around us. It smelled like a strawberry perfume mixed with the smell of rust. While this was plaguing us, my attention was quickly switched. One of the members of the research team stated that he had the feeling of a little hand with a gentle grip clasping onto their left hand. Their hands smelled like strawberries for the rest of the evening. This was, without a doubt, more than we bargained for. At that exact moment, our meter dropped by several points, and after the wind died down, it quickly rose back up to where it was before. What a night! We not only encountered the unexplained, but we encountered others who were looking for the same answers. We walked away from the investigation only to realize that the case of Elizabeth's grave and the enigmatic mysteries that surround it are definitely still open. Well, that's all for tonight. Thank you for your undivided attention, and I'll see you soon. Keep watching the skies. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store.